Being an expert sucks. As a teacher of spiritual intelligence and emotional health, I get cornered into being the guy who has all the answers. I'd like to take this opportunity to make a confession. I don't. What I do have are convictions. I have theories. I have questions. I find myself looking around and I'm like, we can't stay here. Stop setting up your tent. We can't stay here. Through my journey, it's become evident that being a participant is no longer enough. It's time to become reformers. These are my confessions. To get deeper in this conversation, visit MikeMayashiro.com. Hello and welcome to today's podcast episode. This is me, Mike Mayashiro. You guys, I was just in Portland, Oregon this last weekend. Portland and slash Vancouver, Washington. I went up for a couple different reasons. One, I was training at a business seminar, which was super cool. I taught on mindsets and attitude and vision for business, you know, um, and sales even, which was super fun. Really enjoyed doing that. And then I also preached at a church on Sunday morning. Um, so I got to teach on the soul cabinet, which is not something I've published yet. So it's not something the public world knows about, but um, super interesting to get to engage with that and share it with the world. And it was super fun to get to do that. So anyway, really enjoyed. I love getting to do that. Um, it's always fun going to a new crowd, a new audience, a new community and seeing how they respond to you as an individual, obviously, and your personality, but then also your content and your message, right? And it was funny because like within the first five minutes of the service or the sermon, I guess, sermon, the audience was like still not sure about me. They were kind of iffy. And I'm like, hello, what? And so I had to like stop and like engage them. And I think I have to do this with almost every audience I'm in front of. And the more I've done it, the more obvious it's become. And so I've kind of prioritized addressing the audience. And I took a moment and just let them know, you guys, I can see you. You know, <laughs> like I can see you sitting there not responding to me when I ask you a question. And so I just kind of called them out and like we laughed through it and then asked them the question again or like had them you know, engaged like they were supposed to the first time. And the whole room just like yelled at me. It was awesome. And then they kind of were glued the rest of the time, which was so cool. So it's always really fun to watch a whole room respond, right? To what you're doing. Anyway, that was super fun to get to do this weekend. I'm just, I love my life. I'm really grateful to get to do the things that I get to do. And sometimes I have to pinch myself. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. I'm pretty sure I did the last like sentence and a half I just said. I like slurred past some words because I'm talking too fast, which is kind of ironic given what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> anyway, I also had this growing moment where um, I remember being at church, and not just church, like even at conferences or other things where the public speaker you know, would be at the front of the room and people would come up to talk to them or whatever. I remember seeing those individuals and being kind of shocked or like intimidated like how are they doing that they're just there and they talk to all these random strangers that come up to them over and over and over again like it seemed really scary to me like I felt too insecure and too self-conscious and didn't have enough confidence to be able to like stand there and do that to reading after all this I realized that after the service I was just talking to person after person after person just engaging with all these different people I didn't even think about it and then um, in hindsight I was like shoot I'm doing the thing that was too intimidating and it's always just really rewarding to have those moments where you realize something you used to admire and think was so far away has already happened in your life, you know? Like, it just feels really affirming, and it was cool, just a little, like, recognition of growth. I'm like, man, I have changed. I'm grateful I'm not the same person, and man, I hope I get to continue down that road, right? Um, today's episode is called Opinionated for a particular reason. I want to talk about 
Um, something that I've experienced in our culture quite a bit, and not just me, I think this is something that everyone has to deal with, and I think it's becoming even more of a thing today than it's ever been in the history of mankind. And I'm not saying that just to be dramatic, although I do have an appreciation for the theatrical. Um, it's something I have had to navigate quite a bit, um, especially in the last couple of years, but we all have to navigate this. And so I wanted to take a moment to just con- like talk about it, because especially given that this is the Confessions of a Reformer podcast, just like engaging with you know what's normal and how do we participate in what we all experience on a regular basis so i want to start this episode off by listing out some statements of things that people have told me to my face things they've said behind my back or things that i generally pick up about their attitude toward me even if they've not necessarily verbalized these things okay so most of these are literal statements some of them i just kind of personified in English form to try and help convey an idea. But these are statements that um, I just want to throw out there that have been said or probably embraced about me. And this is not a comprehensive list. I'm sure this list is much longer than what I have here. But I just want to get my point across. Um, You guys, everyone has opinions about you. You know, everyone's thinking about you in a certain way, they experience you a certain way, they come to certain conclusions about you regardless of your opinion, regardless of what you want them to think, right? So let's just go down my list for a second of just some things that I currently feel like these are things that people, you know, are saying about me or saying to me or (laughs) thinking or whatever. Anyway, so the first one I wrote on is um, that I'm too direct. Uh... And I'm not going to sit here and just tell you my thoughts on every one of these statements. I just want to go through them. Let's just bulldoze through this list. Um, and let's see if you identify with any of these yourself. But also just like look at the contradictions and just like how funny and absurd and laughable trying to survive in a world like this might be. Um, I'm too direct. I'm too intense. I'm too opinionated. I'm too conservative. I'm too liberal. I'm too spiritual. By the way, the conservative liberal thing, I don't even necessarily mean politically, although that probably is relevant too. Your two whatever obviously is subjective to the environment that you're in, the context and the culture and the people, right? Let's keep going. I'm too close to my team. I'm too removed from my team. I move my hands too much when I talk. I talk too fast. I'm too optimistic. I talk too much. I go into too much detail. I'm too deep. My standard is too high. And the list goes on and on and on. Um, here's the thing, like, <laughs> growing up, I, I didn't want people to have negative opinions about me. I don't think any of us want that, right? We don't want that. And I think for a long time, I was a slave to trying to cater to people's opinions and try and make sure that what they left from their experience with me was a positive one, that they thought good things, that they liked me, I was nice, I was friendly, I was funny, I was engaging, I was cool, I was whatever. Um, and it wasn't until probably I was in my twen- early 20s when I started realizing how much of a prison that value system had become. I felt trapped. I was suffocating. I was not happy. I was tired all the time. And for what? Um, as I continued to work with people and engage with people, and it was around that time that my gift of discernment was starting to really like hone and sharpen, and it started to come into clarity, or into focus, and I was like, oh, dang, this is what's actually going on here. When that awakening was happening in my life, I was realizing how limited I was because of these values of like trying to cater to other people's opinions and also how unfulfilling it was to like hustle for that stuff and the more I worked with people the more I realized how little their opinions actually mattered (laughs) and it's not because people aren't valuable it's not because people aren't you know worthwhile or whatever it's that people's opinions are pretty fickle and by and large and they change and they're based on pretty shallow silly 
short-sighted, myopic experiences, right? Like people's opinions are so transient. So as I continued to experience people from a general basis, I was like, shoot, who cares what they think? Like, so not that I don't care, it's just not worth sacrificing my own well-being, my honest voice, my on- my authenticity, my ability to look at myself in the in the mirror and like respect that person. The consequences of trying to cater to people's opinions um, were too expensive to continue to to pay for. So I finally like started making some changes in my life and like divorcing myself from trying to cater to what people thought. And most of the motivation from that or for that was coming from a deep realization that the truth, the spirit of truth, was not trying to cater to what people thought. He didn't care. Again, sorry, it's not that he doesn't care. He is unmoved by what they think. The truth is not uncaring. He's just immovable. He is who he is, and he says what he says, and if you don't like it, that's your issue because he is reality, right? And that's that's how this works. So one of the worst things about... And when you continue to like influence in any capacity, as you step into the role of being an influencer in whatever way, in which today that's you know more of a thing than it's ever been probably, one of the worst things about being an influencer is you get to hear what other people think about you, whether you want to or not, right? Like if you have any substantial level of a platform, you're going to hear opinions about you, good or bad, doesn't matter, you're going to hear them and they will affect you on some level. And so you have a choice. Like I think it's in, I think it's dishonest to say that um, any influencer is not affected by what people think. I don't think that's true. I think we all I think we all are affected by it. We just not everyone responds the same way. We all have a choice of what we want to do with how we're impacted by what people think, right? So I don't want to get on some soapbox and pretend like I don't care what people think about me because that's not true. I don't not care. It's that typically, for the most part, what they think about me is not big enough or strong enough or valuable enough to me to change my relationship with what I know is true, right? And I'm grateful to have gotten to that place in my life where that um, connection with my understanding of of truth is strong enough that it won't be changed just because people don't like it. Um, I'm actually really grateful for that because there's freedom in it. Uh, I feel really empowered and safe getting to engage with what, what I experience from God himself, what he says, what's really going on even if other people don't see it yet or don't agree, like that's okay. In the end, I've found, and this has been true for the last 20 plus years of my walk with the Lord, that if you hold to what he says, even if it's not popular or accepted right away, in time, history will reflect you were right and God will defend you and he will, you know, cater or like look after your reputation and he'll be the one to clean things up and all the petty, backbiting, shallow, selfish gossipy people that like to slander and make messes and talk crap about people, they get exposed over time for having that, you know, that appetite, that reputation, having that propensity, and, you know, their opinion starts to matter less and less and less. Um, So anybody who has any level of significant influence or is standing on any kind of significant platform, man, they've had to go through quite a bit of internal fortitude and like you know wrestling to be able to get on that stage again because if you knew what people thought about you all the things good and bad and it would be hard to get out of bed in the morning you know what i mean like just dealing with that much feedback and that those many opinions um so it's not that we don't care it's that we learn how to submit that whole area in our hearts to the truth and choose him anyway you know i think that's like a huge test we all get to pass in this life and the people who pass it are a lot happier than the people who won't. And man, I've seen a lot of people who 
just haven't gotten to that place where the truth was more important than people's opinions and they just get tossed around and you know they're wishy-washy and flaky and their emotions are all over the place all the time and it's just normal for them to be on a roller coaster right Uh, and I just feel bad for them because like I don't know that they want to live that way I think that's the best they've come up with and it's like the most they've learned how to like feel valued is like feeding off of what other people think about them um I'm like, man, that is a really vulnerable and like weak way to live. You're really impressionable and yeah, you just, you can't build anything like that. You don't get to like really make a difference when other people's opinions change what you think is true. Like that's, you know, such a big bummer. So anyway, um, there with today, with social media, we've got YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and podcasts and Twitter and LinkedIn and oh my gosh, you know, Snapchat and TikTok and okay. We're coming up with new and other and better and more technologically advanced ways to know what people think about you or share your opinion with the world or whatever. Not to mention TV and radio and, you know, all the different things going on out there. We've got so much information coming our way. And people's opinions have become so much more of a regular piece of the conversation, right? It's no longer just media outlets or just performers or just spokespeople, it's now everybody is getting to share their opinion and we're getting exposed to all this stuff and we're getting to compare ourselves to what other people think is right or good, their standards, their opinions, their values, their priorities. And as we continue to just get bombarded with all this information, it can be super overwhelming. And if we're not settled in our hearts on what is true, who we are, what we're meant to do in this life, if those questions have not been answered, my gosh, it is a minefield out there, right? It's crazy. Um, And whether you're on a a platform or not, whether you stand on a stage or sit in front of a camera or not, you will always be criticized. That's always going to be a thing in every season of your life. There is no person on this planet that is insulated from criticism, from other people's opinions, from people thinking or judging them in a certain way that might not actually even be true but isn't favorable. That's always going to happen. And so the people who have had to like push past people's opinions and get to the place where they're willing to do something anyway, even knowing they're going to be negative consequences that people aren't going to like it or whatever. They've had to work through this and recognize this isn't about them, actually. You know what I mean? Like for the, like probably 95% of the time, people's negative opinions about you aren't necessarily even about you. They're projecting their own judgment, their own fear, their own pain, their own offense or whatever onto your voice because you talked about a certain subject or you said something in a certain way or whatever. And their opinion isn't even about you, but they just sling it your way because a lot of people in life have learned how to react and troll and be victimized and, you know, just live in this posture where you do this and now I feel this and this is your fault and I get to blame you for it now and blah, 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 and this whole crazy hellish economy that's not real. Um, And so as they become less and less censored, less and less disciplined, as we have less and less protocol on what's appropriate and how people are meant to conduct themselves in our culture today, that stuff just gets even more duplicitous it grows it just continues to get thrown our way every single one of us will be criticized (laughs) in every season forever if you're doing anything right i think bill cosby um, is famous for saying um i don't know the secret in life but i do know one thing um oh sorry i think he said that i don't know the secret of happiness but i know um the secret to not being happy is trying to please everybody Right. And I butchered that quote, but that's basically what it was. Um, And he's right. Like there is so much out there of 
ways that people get persuaded and things that they want, whether it's how you should eat or how you should supplement, should supplement your diet or how you should take care of your kids medically or how you should raise your children or how you should um, have insurance or how you should earn your money. God, and like the list goes on and on. All these different diverse ways coming from diverse values of what this stuff should look like, what's responsible, what's upstanding, what's desirable, what's successful. There are all these opinions and it's so diverse today that we don't have a, a typical standard anymore. Obviously, there's some that are more tried and true, some that are louder, some that are, you know, have more prominence, but by and large, people's opinions, different ways of thought, which is such a cool opportunity, is also bringing a whole lot of opinions that are causing us to have to work through a lot of drama that I think a lot of people didn't have to work through before. We can't continue to bang around trying to be as fulfilled and balanced and healthy as possible and listening to other people and what they think. Like, I can tell you from the Instagram accounts that I follow, whether it's on health, or you know, mental mindsets, or business mindsets, or prosperity, or financial management, or spirituality, or all the different accounts that are, I, are my account is curated with and that I'm flooded with. I mean, I get I could scroll for like you know three scrolls and three see like three or four different opinions on the same subject. I'm like, shoot, and they all have great points. And so the thing is, if you're just going to react to a meme or a quote card or something and let that become a value in your life, I mean, it's kind of crazy because. You're getting that stuff, I mean, I don't know how many times a day, every day. Like, that is going to have a bearing on your soul, you know, and it's going to affect the way you think and the way you value stuff if you're not intentional. And so, oh, what's my point? Um, I guess I actually have a couple different points. Um, One, I have a confession. Somewhere along the way, in order to survive this journey of allowing my voice to be heard and, you know, making my mark on the world and contributing what I have to the conversation... Um, somewhere along the way, I decided that other people's opinions don't matter as much anymore, which I don't think is super popular. I don't think that, um, especially in general audience, likes hearing that from someone because it starts to feel like, well, then you don't think my opinion matters or whatever, right? And the thing is, like, I'm saying this on this platform. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm saying it's not necessarily going to move me. If your opinion isn't lined up with the truth and it's like, you know, there's life on it, then hey, that's compelling. But if it's coming from offense or rejection or fear or control or blah, 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 all the things, like, yeah, I'm like, it's okay. You can have the opinion. I'm not going to be mad at you for it, but I'm also just not going to let it influence me. You know what I mean? Anybody of any kind of fortitude in their inner world, if they're of their character within themselves, is going to have to be dis- um, discerning and discretionary, right? And like make decisions and judgments constantly on is this good or bad? Is this true or false? Is this right or wrong? We all have to make those decisions all the time. So there's this idea in the world that everyone has their truth, right? And I think I understand where people are coming from on that. It's just not true. <laughs> it's just insanely inaccurate. There's no such thing as their truth and my truth. Like that's so sad that we're putting the word truth in that statement because what we're saying is there's your opinion and my opinion. There's your perspective and my perspective. There's your vantage point and mine, right? And one of us might actually have the truth, right? We might be seeing things according to the truth. We might both be missing it entirely. What we have to realize is nobody owns the truth. We are all subject to the truth. He is beyond us. And so when we start talking about truth being subjected to other people's opinions and perspectives and experiences, we get into very ugly, messy, un-something. Un, there's a word I want, unrestricted, unregulated water, right? Where things are just chaotic and unruly and unproductive. 
at the end of the day, the reality is there is the truth and then we have everybody else's opinions. And some of us agree with the truth more than others. And regardless, if we agree with the truth, what we do matters and is going to last. If we don't, then what we do doesn't matter and will fall away. That is the bottom line. And so when we look at Instagram posts or on Facebook or YouTube or listen to podcast episode or whatever, all this different information that's coming to us and obviously learning is such a cool privilege today that we just have so much access to so much stuff. I'm so grateful. It's so cool. But all of us must be making these judgment calls on is what I'm hearing lining up with the person of truth. And here's the point of my podcast episode today. And I just wanted to talk about this because... Um, it's one thing to like hear someone's opinion about you. It's another thing entirely to be moved by it and then try and react and change who you are, how you live, or how you do what you do because someone didn't like it. You know what I mean? That's chaos and craziness. So at the end of the day, you end up having to get to a point where, and some of us are further down this road than others. Some of us have had to, are been forced to think about this more than other people have had to. Um, I'm not saying people's opinions aren't constructive or helpful or they don't have great insights because they do. But before anyone else's opinion gets to matter, you must first have a solid relationship with the truth yourself. And it's from that cornerstone, from that foundation, that you then get to make judgment calls on if this person is giving you something that will be beneficial or not. Is it going to be constructive or not? Is it going to help you or not? Um, And, you know, like someone might say something that's true, and one person is going to hear it in a way that's not true, and one person will hear it in a way that is true. And it's not because the statement itself wasn't true or that it wasn't coming from truth. It's that the person listening had a relationship with truth as well, right? They liked him or they didn't. They agreed with him or they didn't. They were submitted to him or they weren't. And so from this place, I guess my point is, in all of our ways, you guys, and I'm not trying to be Christian about this, (laughs) but in everything we do, in every opinion we receive, in every quote card and meme and video and clip and podcast episode that we ingest, all of this must be subjected to the authority of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And someone might say something that's super helpful for one person that's actually inappropriate for you. And it doesn't mean that the person who received help shouldn't have. It doesn't mean that it was wrong for them. It means that the Lord has a unique relationship with you and the way you're meant to walk and what you're meant to receive and take up and embrace and contend for might be different than someone else's. And I'm not saying that truth changes based on people because it doesn't. What I'm saying is the Holy Spirit has a very unique relationship with every single one of us. And within the context of that relationship and in the intimacy that's established there, there is an assignment that we are meant to then walk out in this life. There's an impact and there's work that's there for us to do, not as a task or as a job, but as an invitation to influence in this place, that we get to matter in the, the Father's family. We get a place at the table and that our voice gets to be heard and we get to contribute and we get to influence what's happening in this story. It's a gift. And so in that place of intimacy with the Holy Spirit, truth is revealed to us. He leads us into all truth and he shows us who we are and what he's doing. And in that place, yes, there's subjective things there. We get to decide, am I going to listen to what he's saying, what he's doing, or am I going to agree with other people's opinions? Because sometimes other people's opinions, as founded and as accurate and as constructive as they might be objectively, they're actually not appropriate for us. And some of us don't want to deal with that level of responsibility. It's like, oh, I don't want to be the one to have to make that judgment call. Because what if everyone else around me, it's okay for them and I don't get to have it? What if I'm wrong? Right? And we can start pulling at that thing. The whole self-distrust thing starts unraveling our ability to even like trust what God's saying because we can't even trust in our ability to recognize truth. That is a scary, eroding foundation that you can't actually stand on or build anything from. So at the end of the day, I've found in my experience with God, He actually establishes a pretty refined, confident trust 
in his kids. Like he gets them, he teaches them and empowers them to trust themselves. And then from that place of confidence and clarity and single-mindedness, they get to choose to trust him. And then from there, he leads them into freedom and power and influence and blessing and increase and all the things. Um, at the end of the day, what the Holy Spirit is saying, says, has said, whatever, is what must trump everything else. And all those things, I'm not saying sh- should be relevant. I'm saying they have to come and submit themselves to what the Holy Spirit is doing. And if they do, they get to be constructive. They get to matter. They get to contribute to your life. If they don't, they must be disregarded completely, which is crazy. And then there, we, a lot of us have this middle ground area where we think there's what God says, there's what the world says, and then there's this middle ground where I get to do this. God's not saying it, but it's helpful and I'm going to use it anyway. I'd like to propose that middle ground has no business being in your life. And I'm not trying to be extreme. Oh, look at me being intense and extreme again. <laughs> um, and you guys have to realize part of the reason that I am this way is because of the assignment that's on my life. I'm not here to please everybody. I'm not here to be a super popular figure. I'm not here to get people to like me. I'm here to change the way we think about stuff. I'm here to change what we connect to and why and how we're touching it and that, you know, that whole thing that's on my life. I'm supposed to bring this like cutting, shifting, like reforming, whatever, which, you know, I don't necessarily want to do that. It's work, man. It's not fun. There's so much resistance and like conflict there right and people get really uncomfortable and defensive and like all this hot energy comes off them and it's like shoot this is hard i don't want to do that but the thing is like if i ignore this my life sucks even more than having to deal with the drama that comes from a world that's not ready for the truth or whatever right um anyway my point is we gotta embrace when the lord says something is for us even if everyone else around you thinks that it's wrong if he said it you must do it you must have it you must be it or whatever even if they don't like it, even if they have biblical verses to um, condemn you, I am not talking about um, actual biblical truth. I'm talking about people interpreting things in Scripture that are not inspired by the Holy Spirit, right? Which are two, again, very subjective, two different things. People can use the Bible in all kinds of ways to embrace and build principles and ideas that God did not author happens all the time i did it a lot when i was you know early in my christianity and what i was taught like there are a lot of things i believed that were not in line with this, the nature of the lord and so my point is not the bible the bible doesn't matter the bible's not helpful the bible's not authoritative i'm not saying that what i'm saying is the bible is not authoritative without the holy spirit we don't have anything in that book that brings life without the voice of the lord that book itself is not enough we must read it with god himself Ugh, and without him, we shouldn't be reading it seriously because um, it leads us to crazy stuff. The enemy can use what's in the, in the Bible to make you crazy, to make you, it puts you in bondage, to keep you religious and fearful and introspective and self-conscious and whatever. And the Lord wants freedom for us. And that's going to come from our intimacy with him, our willingness to submit to who he is, to grow in our understanding and sensitivity to his leading in our life. And then from that place, we get to make decisions, all kinds of in all kinds of ways, every day, multiple times a day, on what's coming at us, what do we want to do with it, how do we go with that, right? Jeez, I didn't mean to like get super intense on this. I just wanted to talk about people's opinions, and God, it's a lot to have to deal with, right? But here's the deal, you guys. I want to give you permission to chill the expletive out. Like, chill out, man. I remember season three with my interns especially. I had to say that to them so many times that season. Those guys were so intense. <laughs> so intense I often couldn't even tell them anything that was true until I got them to calm down I'm like you need to relax like first of all I can't give you anything constructive while you're in this frenzy right now you know what I mean and that was a common occurrence 
Josh is with me right now. He was in season three and he's smiling like his face is cutting in half with a smile because he remembers. But the thing is, you guys, everyone's going to have opinions. They all have judgments. And some of those things would be helpful if you would listen. Some of them are not. Regardless, though, people's opinions should not be motivators for how you mom, how you dad, how you do school, how you do work, how you do influence, how you represent yourself, how you take care of your body. Their opinions should not be the motivator. Their opinions can come in to be supportive, supplemental you know, add-ons, but at the end of the day, you want to find what's true, what are your values, what are your priorities, what is God doing with you? Submit all that to what he's doing, and then from that place, anything that's offered that constructs and supports what he's doing, sorry, not constructs, anything that's offered to you that supports what he's already doing, bring it in, use it, put it to work. Anything that takes away from or disagrees with what the Lord is doing in your life, disregard it. I know that sounds foolish or uneducated or whatever, no, but the, the biblical term for this is called single-mindedness. It's called wholeheartedness, that those are values in the kingdom, not having plan B, C, and D, not thinking about all these other opportunities and options and possibilities as well. When the Lord leads us, we look at it. When it's not him, when he's not giving it to us, we ignore it completely. All right. I know this is super crazy. Oh my gosh, I'm so extreme. But here's the deal. I don't see anything balanced about following Jesus. He's not a balanced person. There's nothing balanced about hope or love or trust. It is not a balanced walk, you guys. And even if balance was a value, we don't have what it takes to know that balance. It's something that God has to reveal to us. But here's the thing. I don't think balance is the goal. I think intimacy. I think love. I think submission. I think obedience. I think freedom. I think abundant life is the goal. And none of those things are balanced. So um, you guys let people have their opinions. It's okay. Stop letting that stuff be authoritative in your life. Stop letting it like knock you around and drag you in many different directions and learn how to find what the Lord is saying to you and submit everything else to that place and commit to what you know is true and you know test it out if you don't know part of that process is testing it out go experiment go try it did it work did it how did it feel is it affirming and producing results in your life that God represents and that comes from him or is it other stuff you know and community another big factor here have people that you're doing this with that you're walking it out with that you're having conversations with not because their opinions are going to sway you but because their relationship with the truth also gets to participate in your ability to recognize what he's saying right but again it's all going to come back to the spirit of the thing where is it coming from is it the lord or is it not all right this was not supposed to be a sermon i'm going to wrap this up oh my gosh um but one thing i do want to tell you guys i think i mentioned this um at our last episode maybe but we are kicking off the living your legend coaching group um where we are actually like engaging with people who want to step into being who they actually are and saying yes to that place walking out the single-mindedness embracing their unique identity the assignment that's on their life what their destiny is supposed to be we have this whole coaching group designed specifically to empower people in that place if that's something that you care about and are interested in you can check us out at mikemyshow.com Go to store, I think coaching, and then look for Living Your Legend. Um, we are still onboarding people for that. So if that's something you, you want, please join us. This is going to be life-changing for the people that engage us. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. People are already going through the application process, and it's legit. So if you need some help in that, you guys are like, oh, I don't know if I know how to find my voice or how to trust the Lord, how to know if it's Him. Join us. We'll help teach you how to do that. It's awesome. All right, anyway, we've run out of time, you guys. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time. Listen, there's more where this came from. If you want to see how deep this rabbit hole goes, check out MikeMyashiro.com.